This podcast is proudly brought to you by Paul's Strength Book, an app for everyone. For less than $2 a day, you can have full access to weight training programs, nutrition, recipes, macro calculators, video library, and you can also track all of your metrics, including weight, measurements, strength, and performance. Search for Paul's Strength Book in all good app stores now. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. This week, no no special guest, so you're going to have to run with me, but I'm sure that is fine from many of you. This week, I wanted to touch on a subject that has come up lately. Actually, I I take that back. It hasn't. It has come up lately in a few discussions I've had with various people, but also um, it's an issue that is ongoing, and that is metabolic adaptation. And what I mean by an issue is. We still uh, live in a, an age or live in a society where we're still sort of riding on the, the facts or the misinformation from 20 years ago in relation to how to successfully lose body fat. And metabolic adaptation is obviously something that's, I would say, relatively new. You know, five, last five to 10 years, it's sort of been conclusively proven that it is a thing, it is uh, effective, it does work. But um, like I said, we still sit in the past when it comes to the way we think. And I get it. Like, you know, the old logic is that in order to drop body fat, you have to eat less and do lots of activity, right? That's the, it, it makes perfect sense. And I completely get it. And I empathize with those who still believe that is the case. But, you know, I was listening to the boys on the Mind Pump podcast. Actually, my wife re- referred it to me. And they succinctly spoke about metabolic adaptation and how... Um, prudent and effective it actually is when you break it down but unfortunately we're still living in a world where many people believe that they have to just effectively starve themselves and do tremendous amounts of activity primarily cardio to have any success on a weight loss journey when in fact that is not the case at all and this has been proven Um, and i'll go into the example they use so i'm going to reference their podcast a lot and if you want to listen to it obviously i'd highly recommend to jump on mind mind pump on any podcast platform and you'll find it. Um, they were talking about, because they've been in the industry a lot longer than I have. I've been in it 10 years, they've been in it a lot longer. And they spoke about examples that where they used to work with individuals you know, 15 years ago and plus some. And back then, obviously, that was the, the mentality or that was the, the knowledge you had regarding successful weight loss. And, and for the majority, that was the case. You know, For the majority of people, the everyday person, if you drop their food and increase their activity, they would lose weight. But for those that have adapted to their environment, adapted to their intake, have been trying really, really hard on low calories for a long period of time, and they may be carrying more weight than normal, they generally didn't have too much success. So they referenced one example, and it certainly resonated with me um, in relation to you know, this whole process, and that was um, one, of the, one of the guys had a lady. She was overweight in terms of classification and she obviously came to them for success and they worked with her for a lengthy period of time but they just didn't have any success in terms of the process they were using at the time due to lack of knowledge and what they were doing is obviously you know 
She was down to, I think, 1,200 calories. They dropped her to 1,100 to 1,000. They were increasing cardio every time there was no success on the scales because that's all they knew, right? And her body just wasn't shifting. There was no successful weight loss period in that, you know, I think it was over, over 12 months or 14 months. And it's only obviously due to more evidence-based research and, and science these days that we know that that scenario, for the most part, does not work because your body metabolically adapts to that situation. So what I mean by that is, obviously your body will adapt. It's incredibly, you know, our body is such a smart mechanism. It will adapt to, let's say it's 1200 calories. It'll adapt to surviving on 1200 calories. Therefore, the allocation of that energy goes to everything you need to survive. Breathing, walking, sleeping, eating, energy, so anything beyond that, it's not going to sparingly lose because it needs it. So therefore, if you're carrying excess body weight or excess body fat, I should say, you're not going to lose it based on the fact that your body has adapted to the supply of energy that it currently has, even with excessive cardio. Now, we know cardio can obviously, excessive cardio can obviously cause inflammation, inflammatory responses and things like that. So the approach that should be taken with this example in mind is that food should gradually get increased so if it was me i'd be looking at maybe 100 calories every week or two weeks subjective to how the their body responds and how they respond i'd be dropping cardio dramatically maybe just walking as a as a means and then i'd be introducing or increasing strength training because we know when the body utilizes its muscle capacity at full at full capacity you're not you're not you're forcing your energy reserves or your energy system to find what is available in terms of energy being food and body fat whereas if you do a lot of cardio and you do uh, and you're eating a lot of a lot less food your body has no choice but to look for what it can in terms of fuel and more often than not under those circumstances it will burn through muscle there's no two ways about it so it's really important, you know, if we want to achieve body recomposition, which is obviously, you know, the ultimate goal, whereby you remain lean, you have good muscle mass, um, your body body fat percentage is down, and you're really, really strong and healthy. Um, it needs to you need to be strength training, and you need to obviously be eating more food. It's as simple as that. So in that circumstance, just re, re sort of touching on that, um, under my uh, management of that situation, I'd probably look over the course of several weeks, if not several months, get that individual up to say 1,600, 1,700, 1,800 calories over time with a with a controlled reverse diet and implementing really strategic strength training. And I would be very confident in them losing weight. But again, it would take time. And that's the other thing too. We, we, we are still in a very impatient society. We're in a need it now culture where we want results quickly. You know, we want to lose a lot of a lot of amount of weight in a very short space of time because we're not prepared to wait. We're not prepared to do the hard yards. We're not prepared to put in the time. And if you've got 20 kilos to lose, chances are you're not going to lose that in a week. Okay, actually, it's nearly impossible to lose in a week. You're not going to lose in three months. It's probably going to take you six, seven, eight, nine to to 12 months of hard work and consistency to drop that weight comfortably and sustainably. And that's the key word, sustainably. If you try and lose it in a very aggressive manner, in a very short space of time, not only are you putting tremendous pressure on your organs, your heart, your hormones are gonna take take a beating as well and potentially become irregular. And if you're a heavy set person, there's 
the heightened chance that you're going to end up with loose skin as well, which is no one wants to deal with, right? So if you do it in a controlled manner under the parameters of strength training, slow reverse, um, week-to-week touch points and things like that, you're going to have a lot more success. There's no two ways about it. But metabolic adaptation isn't just for weight loss. It's also an effective tool for strength development and muscle development as well. Now, I'm going to use my one of my clients, Dom, who I'm actually doing a seminar um, for anyone that's local at EasyFit Health Club on the 7th of next month, 7th of February at 6 p.m. Um, if you're keen, grab a ticket because uh, it's a free event because I'll be talking about this plus plenty of other stuff around nutrition. And this is something that I'm, I'm really uh, passionate about. Now, using my client, Dom, he started with me as a client in July last year. So it's been about six months, give or take. At that point in time, obviously, I only knew the history he sort of conveyed to me after doing a bit of a consult. And uh, his starting calories were about 2,300, uh, rounding up. 2,300 calories. He was training five days a week. He had a sedentary job. He's young, um, but his ambition, his primary goal was to put on muscle. Okay, He wanted to get bigger, which most young males do. So, right, no problem. So, we need to eat. But we don't want to obviously start at a ridiculously high amount of calories because we can just turn that turn that into body fat because the body can't process it immediately. It's not designed to do that. It has It's adapted to whatever he was doing at the time, which wasn't sitting on, you know, 4,000 calories or whatever. It was probably just through his own um, intuitive eating. So, we start him on 2,300. And over the course of six months, we've slowly but surely increased his calories, and he's now on 3,700. Now, that's a 1,000-calorie increase in six months. And the benefit of that, and look, you know, he has put on four kilos of mass in that time, some of which will be muscle. The, the majority of it will be body fat. But you wouldn't tell. You wouldn't know. Looking at him, you wouldn't even be able to tell because, because it was done in such a slow, controlled manner over a, a lengthy period of time the body fat has been dispersed across his body evenly. It hasn't been, you know, you haven't just blown out in your stomach or your backside or your legs or where typically you are, you go to when you um, obviously put on you know, significant amount of weight really, really quickly. It's been dispersed evenly. But the benefits of this process for him has been that he is the strongest he's ever been. He's lifting more than he ha- ever has. So his muscle development is at an optimal level. He is in the sweet spot when it comes to increasing his mass from a lean tissue perspective. And he's also in a really strong position because we've spoken about potentially doing a mini cut in the next couple of months. So a mini cut is obviously a short dieting period whereby we'll target reduction in body fat while maintaining the tissue he's got and just tidy his physique up a little bit more. Um, And because his calorie intake at this point is so high, we're in a really strong position to have a heightened range to drop his calories down and then reverse back out again. So he's in a fantastic position. He really is. And that's another form of metabolic adaptation. He has taken six months to get his food nice and high. He's now in a really strong position in terms of what the next step is. But he's also giving his body an optimal opportunity to grow, which was his goal, right? So you can see how it benefits multiple situations. Now, the third example I'm going to give which I have done a podcast specifically on this topic before, is dieting into a holiday. And I was literally talking to a client about this the other day because they asked me, 
you should never aggressively diet into a holiday. Everyone wants to look good on a holiday, particularly if it's a beach holiday or an island holiday, you're going to Bali, whatever. You know, you want to look sharp, okay? I get it. I totally get it, and that's cool. You want to look good in your photos. Maybe you're going over as a single. You want to impress people, whatever. But if you diet aggressively into a holiday for, say, six weeks, two months, three months, whatever the case may be, your body is going to adapt to that calorie intake. So you then jump on the plane, you head over to wherever you're going, and what do we do when we're on a holiday, particularly a beach one? We drink cocktails, okay? We eat lots of food, particularly buffets, because the majority of beach holidays have a buffet for breakfast. We pig out to a degree, lack of a better term, and our activity levels decline significantly. So if you're dieting aggressively, say, uh, let's use, we'll, we'll say you're a male, you've dieted down to say 1600 calories, okay? You're training five days a week, you're doing steps, you're doing a little bit of cardio, that is your process leading into the holiday. As soon as you get on the beach, cardio drops down to just general walking around the place. No more strength training or very little. And even if you do, it's mediocre at best. Your calorie intake goes up significantly through obviously food and alcohol. And you're away for what's a typical time frame a week. Chances are you're going to put on a significant amount of weight and primarily body fat because your body is not designed and hasn't adapted to a higher level of calorie intake. Therefore, it's still sitting on the 1600. It thinks that's the normal range that you should be uh, providing it to survive. So the excess calories, which could be in excess of three or 4,000 per day, they've got to go somewhere. So straight away, they go to storage. They go to body fat. So you can potentially come back five to 10 kilos heavier in those circumstances. And then the even there's, there's not a silver lining here because the harder part of this is once you get back and you return to obviously heightened level of training, um, you know, you want to obviously drop this, this holiday weight, obviously the common term we use, your body's still adapted to that lower calorie intake because your intake while you're away on holidays was really inconsistent. One day it could have been 4,000, one day it could have been three, one day it could have been two and a half, who knows? So your body hasn't had an opportunity to metabolically adapt to the increased intake. So now you're trying to chase your tail, you're trying to lose weight on a lower calorie input while you're carrying excess weight, you're getting frustrated, doing more activity, more, you're gonna diet even harder and chances are you, you might drop one or two kilos in those circumstances just due to water weight but the rest is body fat and chances are it's not gonna come off because you've now got to, under under correct a correct process, you've now got to actually get your metabolism back up to a really high point again in order to come down. You've gotta go up to come back down. So you've gotta work from that 1600 back up to 18, 2000. If you're a young male, probably two and a half to three, get it up to that really high point, sit it there for a while and then diet down after that. And we're talking probably at least a three month window. And the byproduct of that, the negative byproduct of that is, you're gonna to have to put on more weight to then pull it off again. And I see this time and time again, and unfortunately, because people are not educated in this space, particularly the reverse diet or metabolic adaptation, they think they've just gotta go and smash themselves at the gym, and then they get all depressed and things like that. When, in point of fact is, the perfect scenario for this type of situation would be, if you know you're going away on holiday, say you book something six months out, I would say probably 10 weeks out, I would look to diet for six weeks, trim everything up, do it in a controlled manner, not aggressive, tidy things up, and then for the last four weeks, really maintain where you're at and run that into the holiday. Your calorie intake's gonna be higher. Um, and then while you're away, like I always encourage my 
clients while, while they go away, maintain a higher level of activity if you can. It's really important um, that you do so. So that's another situation that is very, very common and where metabolic adaptation can really um, set you up for success or failure depending on the way you look at it. Uh, and you know, it's another example, I'll actually go into a further one, obviously six week and eight week and 12 week challenges, you know, I know I'm running a challenge or will be starting one very shortly, but my challenge isn't based around weight loss, it's about based around habits and education. Whereas the ones that are run through, you know, the I remember there was a, a business called Hit Australia, I don't know if they're around anymore. And their business model around challenges was let's do an eight week challenge. Okay, they get heaps and heaps of people sign up for this amount of money. You get a before and after scan, uh, week one, week eight. Um, we're going to put you on a thousand calories every day for the week. You're going to do training five, six, seven days a week, no problem. They had great success in terms of results. People would get to the end of week eight and go, "Oh my god, I've dropped you know ten percent of body fat. I've lost five kilos in body weight. I feel amazing. I look amazing. Here's my before and after. Wow." Okay, there's their marketing for the next one and the next one. And what wasn't sold or what wasn't marketed to the general public was at the end of that challenge, they would pick all of their challenge participants up in a minibus and take them out on the town. They'd go and have a big dinner, a big booze up, a celebratory evening, and which is fine, celebrate your success, but they're going to blow out in terms of what they're consuming and they're not taught about reverse dieting or metabolically adapting back out. Uh, to a successful, sustainable, you know, body weight. Because then what they would do is they'd blow out, they'd put on a couple of kilos really quickly, they'd get sad and depressed, and they'd join the next challenge, which started in two weeks' time. And that was just a cycle. So from a business perspective, great business model really was, because it, it would constantly just submit cash flow. But from a health perspective, shithouse. Absolutely shithouse. Um, you know, and they're no, no longer in business. So I don't know what happened to them, but I know that that was certainly not something that I would endorse. So look, metabolic adaptation is a real thing. It has a lot of science backing it. It has been proven to be very successful. Yes, you can lose weight on eating more. And yes, strength training has a dominant effect on that process. So don't be scared of pushing the weights and pushing them hard. You're not gonna get massive. You're not gonna put on substantial muscle in a lengthy, in a shortened period of time. But by doing excessive cardio, just because you think it feels like you're working harder, you can actually, like I said, burn through your muscle mass quite quickly. So you end up becoming skinny lean rather than just lean lean. You know, we not everyone likes the lean look, the muscular look, low body fat, a bit more aesthetics, shape, um, quote unquote toned. But if you're doing heaps of cardio, you're dieting hard, you're just going to look skinny lean. And that's not a great place to be because you're affecting so many uh, parts of your body. Like I said, hormones. If you're a female, your cycle can be in- impacted. Uh, your bone density can be impacted. Your brain function can be impacted. Your energy levels can be impacted. All of these things come off the back of how well you look after your nutrition. So it's really important that you take that in consideration. And look, if you're unsure, ask for help. Like I always say, health is an investment. Don't be afraid to spend some money on your long-term health. You know, if you needed a psychologist, you'd spend money. If you needed a doctor, you'd spend money. But for some strange reason, people are not prepared to spend money on nutritionists, uh, trainers, coaches, you know, physios, massage, things like that, because it seems like a, a luxury extra, when in point of fact, it is not, in my opinion. 
So that's metabolic adaptation in a nutshell. I'm sure that makes a lot of sense to a lot of people, but again, if you're unsure, by all means, DM me, send me an email, um, ask me more questions. I'm more than happy to answer them. Of course, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please screenshot and share it on your stories. Tag people that you believe need to hear this because a lot of people are not familiar with this process or believe it's sort of, you know, uh, wishy-washy, woo-woo sort of stuff when a point of fact it's not, it's science. And, um, you know, that may sort of get them on the right track in terms of their own health and fitness journey. So please screenshot, share it. Tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering. If you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on paulsbodyengineering.com. Uh, or if you're on Instagram, jump into my bio, click on the links, and that will open up all of my services, including a free consult. I've got a training app there. And as I mentioned, there's a six-week challenge starting very soon. But other than that, thank you once again for listening. I really appreciate it. And as I say to every client every single day, have a great day.